Hello, everyone, and welcome to the NFT Scoop podcast. In today's episode, we sit down with the founding team behind Kevin the Monkey NFT. Kevin is no ordinary monkey, nor is he another ape derivative project. In fact, Kevin is now the artist behind the internet's most successful song that nobody has heard. The team is set to disrupt the music industry as we know it today. I really enjoyed this conversation, and I hope you do as well. Hello. Well, hey there. How are you doing? Yeah, very good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, very good, thank you. Very good. Who have we, uh, who have we got on today? You have Uncle Al, um, i.e. Alistair Webber, founder of Kevin the Monkey. Amazing, amazing. I think when I, when I spoke to um, some of the other guys, they mentioned that, is, is Ed joining as well, or is it just you tonight, Alistair? Very possibly, very possibly. You never know with Ed, okay. aka Digital Art Bolt. He, uh, he may appear out of nowhere and gracious with his presence i hope he does but if not it might just be myself if that's okay yeah no problem at all no problem well i know yeah this was uh, arranged quite recently so yeah i really appreciate you guys making the time to um speak with us and, and discuss kevin the monkey so yeah the reason i wanted to get in touch with with you guys is i've been thinking for a while now obviously running the nft scoop newsletter and podcast that music is going to be disrupted um, in a big way by NFTs. So I heard, I heard you. Um, I think it was yesterday on the Alpha Club Spaces, and I was like, right, I need to get in touch with these guys. I need to hear what they're all about. So I'm really excited to be able to speak with you today, learn about the project, and really take a deep dive in. I've been an absolute, absolute pleasure, and and yeah, thanks for reaching out. Really excited to have this chat with you. No problem. So for everybody um, listening live today, we are doing a Spaces, of course, um, as we're all here, but we are also recording this Spaces for the NFT Scoop podcast. So we're doing a two birds of one stone here, which is exciting. So just to kick things off, Alistair, before we get into the monkey in the room, Kevin the monkey, I'd love you to run through your background, your experience so far, and how you came into to Web3, uh, and I guess subsequently developing Kevin the Monkey, if that's okay. Sure. So I've worked in music for the last 12 years. I used to work at Island Records. I started when I was 18, worked my way up to A&R manager, working with a variety of different artists. I mean, Island Records back then had Florence and the Machine, Mumford and Sons, Drake, and then more kind of new and up and coming artists as well. So I kind of got to work with a, a real real broad range of talent. And after seven years, and when, you know, streaming was at its height, I, I thought, well, hey, this is the perfect opportunity to set up my own business yeah. and, and take all the contacts and, and all the my, my learnings in a major record company and build something from scratch um, with my brother, Billy, who was at Warner Brothers at the time. And we created the other songs. And the other songs was built around an event where we promoted songwriters and it quickly became an industry favorite event for hearing new songs, new artists. And we built a label, a publishing company and a management business around the event. And we've had over 250 songwriters from around the world, like A.R. Raymond to Rick Knowles to Noel Rogers to Joan Armour Trading, James Morrison. I mean, we've had some seriously amazing talent come through our event. 
And so it was a perfect kind of opportunity to develop new talent alongside our event and the kind of creative ecosystems that, that we existed in. And so last August, we came across a track called, and this is five years into to our independent company. Mm-hmm. Um, last August, we signed a song called Monkeys Spinning Monkeys by Kevin McLeod. And Monkeys Spinning Monkeys was number one on TikTok at the time. And when I called Kevin McLeod, he said, what's Toctic? He had no idea that his record was was number one in the world. And it had been from, for some time, the most played song on the internet. Having been number one on YouTube, quickly re- risen to the peak of gaming, and now it was at the peak of, of, of TikTok. Yeah. And to this day, I think I checked this morning, and it has 146 billion plays this morning, which is quite quite astonishing. And... And so when I was thinking of ideas around how to how to sort of one give back to the composer because it had been a royalty jing, a royalty free jingle for ten years, and also kind of give give the composer some real respect. So I've been doing a lot of these podcasts and a lot of these um, these spaces and really shining a light on the kind of genius of Kevin McLeod and how he has soundtracked the internet, not just with Monkey Spoon Monkeys, but with Sneaky Snitch, Fluffing a Duck, the list goes on. There's thousands of songs which have been used in films, used on TV, used in games, and Kevin McLeod is a wonderful talent that needs to be celebrated. Mm-hmm. But, but Kevin McLeod didn't want to be the public face of this song. In fact, he said, yeah, you guys can do whatever you want with it, you know, People think I'm a, just a bit of a joke. I'm a meme composer. And we think the opposite. You know, we think he should be celebrated. And Kevin the Monkey is a creation to be a public, the public face of the song and to represent the under, rep, underserved and underrepresented artists and songwriters around the world. Digital Art Vault that's, uh, that's uh, on this, so I can see he's a speaker. Um, hey, hey. I, call, I called him as he's been, he was going on and on and on at me to get into the space. And we did loads of calls, we did loads of uh, Zoom meetings in, in COVID. And, and, and as soon as we signed this track and thought about creating a character, I called Ed immediately and said, Ed, would you ever enter this crazy world? And uh, thankfully for me, he said yes. Amazing, amazing. That's uh... No, it's it's uh, it's, uh, it's an incredible story. And um, Ed, I know you've just joined now. So, do you want to just introduce yourself and I guess talk a little bit about your background into uh, Web three and subsequently how you and Alistair came around? Yes, absolutely. And firstly, thanks for having me. And sorry, I was slightly late. Um, no I was just um, deep in the in generative spaghetti, just yeah. loading all the traits up, ready for the mint next week. And so I'm um, sat here with a little table of percentages and micro percentages, working out all of the kind of really rare bits. But so my background was originally in the music industry, just like Al, and that's how we came to know each other. Prior to getting into this space, I worked for 10 years or 12 years, actually, as a, um, as a music manager, managing a number of quite successful and prominent underground electronic music acts. And that's how I came to know Al. During that time, we, uh, we had a lot of success, and I've always been in- interested in, in new technologies. So when the, kind of the, um, the last bull run in 2017 came about, I had friends of mine in San Francisco. Uh, I go to Burning Man every year, and some of my sort of burner friends have been banging on about 
Bitcoin and Ethereum, and I uh, became interested in in you know in the space when um, when that started to really kind of come into the cultural vernacular. I'd heard about it, you know, before that from as most most students did at the time with uh, you know friends doing nefarious things on, on the dark web. But um, <laughs> I only really became um, you know properly aware of it in in, in two thousand and seventeen. Yeah. The thing that's always always interested me about that space though is not so much the sort of boom and the bust of the kind of cryptocurrencies. A lot of people see cryptocurrencies as just kind of get rich, get rich quick schemes. Um, and, you know, they're very fat. They fascinate on, you know, the, the price and, you know, you know, how, you know, how, how much profit can be made and taking profits and all of that. That didn't really, really interest me so much. What I was much more interested in was the underlying technology and, you know, the fundamentals that underpinned it. And as I got more and more, uh, well versed in that, uh, which was very much in the first instance of kind of trial and error, and luckily I was uh, I had some great people around me to you know to advise me and school me, and I made some mistakes along the way uh, because I was also in, investing at the time. I um, I became aware that um, you know that there was this you know the possibility for the the, the, the um, for, for digital provenance um, on the blockchain. Uh, I remember having a conversation with a friend of mine, Walter, who works in uh, VR art, um, and he was telling me in early 2018 that there would be this this kind of protocol which would uh, allow you to watermark pieces of art and uh, prove authenticity on the blockchain. And when he explained it to me, I always envisaged it as being used for large pieces of you know, publicly owned digital, like VR art, you know, the sort of thing that we bought by the Guggenheim and, you know, you pay to go and kind of climb inside. Mm. And, um, um, but uh, as soon as the, and I, I actually was, I, you know, I was aware of the CryptoKitties, you know, I nearly minted the CryptoKitty, you know, back, uh, back, back then, but didn't because it was 0.7 Ethereum and I thought that was a bit expensive um, and um, have been kicking myself ever since. But, uh, <laughs> um, so, as soon as the actual, uh, you know, the, the phrase NFT started popping up in the mid to late part of 2020, I started looking into it. And um, that's where my journey into this space really began, because obviously that coincided with the, the depths of COVID, when the whole live music industry was effectively on hiatus. Um, and, you know, my day job had for all intents and purposes, ground to a halt. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were really kind of, you know, um, ducking and weaving to, uh, you know, to try and stay afloat. Um, and um, around that time, um, I started you know, looking deeply into this space. Uh, first, I just out of interest. And then I read a very um, erudite Instagram post by Bobby Hundreds uh, from the Hundreds clothing label, who um, is the founder of Adam Bomb Squad. Yep. Uh, and... That really blew my mind. It was a wonderful, one of those wonderful kind of text posts where, you know, which you scroll through. And he really broke it down um, into language that I could understand. And really, my background's been in music, but also I'm, I'm the son of a picture framer. Um, I've grown up in Bristol around the, you know, sort of through the street art boom. Um, I had my first sort of taste of investing in art you know, buying Banksy's at 150 quid from pictures on walls and, you know, and seeing, you know, how that, you know, uh, trajectory went. 
Um, so growing up in that kind of environment, but um, I'm also really heavily into computer gaming, um, pop culture. I'm a big geek. And so for me, the NFT space was the intersection of so many of these you know, areas of interest. And it took about a nanosecond for me to not only understand the technology and how what it represented, but also where it could go. Um, and you know, the uh, as we move into more digital spaces, the metaverse is a bit of a grubby term. It's one that most people don't really fully understand. But the way that I look at that is really it's that it's it's a bit like the singularity in um, in AI. It's that tipping point uh, where digital ownership becomes more valuable than phys- physical ownership. Um, and we've seen that how you know the music industry was ahead of the curve on that when you know, um, when streaming came along. But we're now seeing that in art. And very soon, we'll, uh, we'll see it in actual physical goods as well. In fact, it's already happening. You know, if you give a 15 a year old kid 100 quid to go and spend on a pair of kicks, the chances are, they'll flip them into V bucks and buy a pair of sneakers in Fortnite, because that's got more utility to them than actually a real world pair of sneakers. Strange that that might seem to, you know, to, to someone of our age. Um, and I, I really, you know, grasped that and understood that. And so I started collecting NFTs quite seriously towards the start of last year. was very lucky to get into a number of projects quite early um, and really just followed my gut. Um, and, um, you know, I'm a huge, huge fan of, of, of people like PAC and um, what Artifact are doing. Um, you know, uh, the, the whole CloneX project I find fascinating um, as I really do think the, the sort of forward trajectory for digital influencers, digital artists, you know, that are, you know, not of this world with, you know, Hatsune Miko, the Japanese pop star being, the, I guess, the, the sort of the, the first attempt at that, which was, you know, 10 years before the word metaverse had ever been coined. And now you have people like Lil Michaela, but I think over time, you know, you're going to see, um, you know, this becoming a huge, huge growth area, which I'm fascinated by because having worked 10 years in artist management, um, you ultimately you're living the lives of other people um, and you're reliant on their success. Um, as, uh, you know, if, you're, if you've got a, um, you know, a, a digital avatar that you have, you know, um, ownership of that you control, um, that's yours and you call it success. Um, and that for me is, a, is, a, is, is fascinating. And I think that's something that's going to really, um, grow over the over the, the you know the, the coming years. And I guess that kind of brings us nicely onto onto Kevin, really. Um, so because um, yeah, I mean Al, should we, do you want to just talk a little bit about you know about Kevin as a character? I absolutely can, unless the host has other plans. No, no. Well, yeah, it was, it was, yeah. It leads up nicely, and we we're going to dive into to Kevin. What I thought was interesting, actually, and, and thanks for that background, Ed. And what I wanted to mention is that obviously, you know, you've both got background in music. Ed, you've obviously got um, a fascination for gaming, art, and you, you've you've studied the space deeply. So, you know, from my perspective, looking in. Um, you've got a killer, you know, a killer combo team going on. Um, so, you know, it's, it's really impressive background from both of you. And it's nice to see that rather than a lot of projects launching, which, you know, have no real background and they're just launching for, you know, economic reasons, really. And uh, yeah, so I think you guys seem super impressive and yeah, really excited to dive into Kevin and who really is Kevin the Monkey. Well, Kevin the Monkey is a is a virtual recording artist. Okay. As I said before, Kevin the Monkey's first single is Monkey Spinning Monkeys. He is the public face of the most played piece of music in internet history, written by Kevin MacLeod. So he's getting a little bit of a head start, is little cheeky Kevin. 
He's got the biggest song in the world, the most recognizable song in the world, but no one knows who he is. So this little cheeky monkey is on a journey to try and be recognized and trying to become a star. So we follow his journey from, from the beginning through whether it's animations on TikTok, through the, the amazing collection that we're minting next week, yep. where Kevin dresses up in all of his favorite um, NFT projects and pop culture and generally just all wonderful and uh, cultured things. Okay. And he basically wants to be noticed. You know, that we, we were looking at the, you know, the, the character and the fact that the, you know, the original track has this uh, attachment to this, you know, this little monkey, which has been, uh, you know, a piece of, of, of art that's existed on the internet. Well, before we came and came on board um, and is synonymous with, with the track. We were thinking, you know, how can we really build this out into a, you know, into a, into a meaningful project that doesn't just have a good idea behind it, but actually has some, some artistic integrity and is going to be fun for people to, you know, to collect and to view. And, you know, we came from the original starting point that, you know, we've got this little unassuming monkey um, trying to make himself heard in a, in a sea of alpha from all of these angry apes. And as taking that as a starting point, we then, my sister, um, Fouds, who's, who's done all the art for this, um, and I really started looking around and seeing how much fun we could have with uh, mimicking and poking, poking fun at all of our other favourite NFT projects and also elements from, from across pop culture um, and really kind of doubling down on taking key traits from all of them in a very tongue-in-cheek um, uh, sort of parody fashion. You know, and incorporate them into the wider set of traits. So that that's been an enormously fun uh, process to execute, and I think it'll be great for you know for those who you know like spending time on rarity tools and looking through all the old. Oh, there's a lot of Easter eggs hidden in the collection. I mean, a lot of Easter eggs, and uh, I'm currently staring at a spreadsheet of them. So yeah, sorry, Al, I'll leave you to continue. To continue. <laughs> Thanks. Um, as you can, Ed, Ed usually takes over on the on 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 the art side. Uh, and and, uh, and and me on the kind of the music roadmap. Um, yep. So so Kevin is a virtual recording artist. He's he's backed by the most most played song on the internet. Just, but we just, don't stop I, there. Um, just uh, just just while we've got um, everybody on the spaces, and also for the podcast listeners, when this goes out, shall I shall I give a bit of a play of uh, Spunky uh, Money? Uh, sorry, Monkey Spinning Monkeys. I love that. You got <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> give me a second. Okay, you ready, everyone? So this is the most successful and viral song on the internet. And that is Monkey Spinning Monkeys by Kevin MacLeod. Is that right, Alistair? You are correct. And now it is it is Monkey Spinning Monkeys by Kevin McLeod and Kevin the Monkey. Uh, which is the which is the the key the key of this of this whole project and the beginning. So next week you will be able to become Kevin's manager by minting a Kevin the Monkey, or many if you want. And by and by that I mean the community come together and can make make career choices on Kevin the Monkey as a virtual recording artist. The first thing that you will be able to do is you will be able to mint a free 3D vinyl 
of Monkey Spinning Monkeys with the song playing with Kevin McLeod's signature on the back. And this is the first time that Monkey Spinning Monkeys, the most widely available song, will have a limited supply of something digital that you can collect. Yeah. And I think that is quite important because up to this point, it has been royalty free and it is still royalty free. However, there has never been something for for anybody to actually hold on to and collect. So all Kevin managers will get a free mint of of this artifact. Um, and then from that point on, this is where it gets really exciting because my day job in my record label is to put people together, put producers together, do remixes, create music, release music. And this is this is the start of a virtual recording artist. Kevin the Monkey will collaborate with some of the biggest names in music and up-and-coming names. He will also have a singing voice and we will be releasing music traditionally on streaming services like Spotify and, and TikTok, Apple Music, etc. Um, but also be be releasing song NFTs along the journey, which Kevin holders, Kevin managers, will be able to mint first. So it's all about building this this community of of skilled managers, we like to call them, um, to help us um, mould Kevin the Monkey's virtual recording artist career, whilst whilst we continue to 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 sort of pump is the wrong word, but put IP into into the project as we go as kind of never ending utility because this is what we do on a day to day. So be you know prepare to be entertained um and prepare for Kevin the monkey to be listened to by millions of people. You know, we do not want to just keep Kevin the monkey within a very kind of small echo chamber of 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 web3 right now. We want to be releasing music to millions of people, doing animations on YouTube, doing, you know, appearing on chat shows, uh, doing brand deals, potentially appearing in a film. You know, we're thinking really quite, quite big for this character. Um, however, these, these, you know, small amount of managers will be dictating um, the the career as as Kevin goes. Yeah. So, yeah, that's I can, I can really that's see, my I can vision. Watch. What it really reminds me of, and and Kevin the Monkey is far far less sinister, um, but there was a there was an episode of Black Mirror um, whereby a cartoon avatar became a politician and a leader of the country. Now, so although Kevin the Monkey, damn, we're rattled. Pardon? <laughs> yeah, he's rattled us. Ow. <laughs> so 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 whilst, like I say, Kevin the Monkey is um, doing far more good in the world than that, I can already envisage from looking back on that episode how far kevin the monkey could really go and how far you know his avatar and his character could be especially in the digital mediums that we operate in today really really interesting and one thing i wanted to touch on as well so kevin mcleod um this music was uh royalty royalty free as you mentioned and has all of his music what i wanted to ask is has all of his music been royalty free and then up until now, has he never really monetized his work? Is it all sort of been free and, and, and a hobby almost, even though he's been wildly successful? Well, this is this is and this is probably a, a subject for another day because I could go on 
on about this for hours. But Kevin McLeod's story in itself, I mean, mean, there have been documentaries made about him. Uh, Recently, the New York Times uh, posted a really good article um, if people are interested to um, to look at after this. But basically, Kevin McLeod's had a 25-year career releasing royalty-free music into the world, over 2,000. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so on the face of it, you think, well, you know, how has he made any money? Well, the fact is, is that these, these bits of music, because of the quality of them and because they are so widely used in countries where, like the UK, for example... We have a, um, uh, a body called PRS who legally have to pay composers every time um, a song is played on radio or is played in an advert or wherever. Mm-hmm. The money then trickles back, and it's not a lot. The money then trickles back to those composers. Yep. So even though it is free for people to use, so you or I, if we wanted to use it in a film or whatever, there is a, 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 a legal right attached to those songs that bodies like PRS in the UK have to pay. And in some countries, like in the US, he wouldn't have been paid a dime. But in the UK, he does get paid. So every country has a a different system. But for Monkey Spinning Monkeys in in particular, so from uh, today, I read an article mid last year, I I think he'd earned something like $16,000 from, I think it was 80 80 billion plays. Okay. so you can see the kind of like how, how, how sort of unfair that is yep. um, and how I think that NFTs and, and what we're doing, Kevin and Monkey, will be able to hopefully fix that and uh, we can reward Kevin McLeod finally for soundtracking all of our favourite videos. Yep, makes sense, makes a lot of sense. And, and it sort of leads me on to what I wanted to cover off next and you've, you've touched on it a little bit already, but... You working in the in the music industry already, you probably see the challenges. Um, you understand what challenges um, artists and songwriters will face. What are those main challenges um, for songwriters, perhaps? Um, and, and how does Kevin the Monkey aim to solve that? Again, this is this is probably a question a question for me. Sorry, Ed. Yeah. Um, so at the moment, with streaming, uh, out of the the whole hundred percent pie. of a stream goes to the master recording and typically a label and artist and producer sit in that because it's about the recording. And then 15% goes to the publishers and the songwriters. Mm -hmm. The rest, 30% goes to the streaming services as commission. So I have no problem with the streaming services taking commission. You know, they've essentially saved the the industry from piracy, et cetera, et cetera. What I do have a problem with is the 55% that goes towards the master side compared to the 15% that goes to the songwriters. It's meant that songwriters just don't exist anymore. You know, songwriters have had to become artists in order to survive. And I run a songwriting event where we look for songwriters to come and perform in our event. Um, and, and we've noticed over the years that, that number, the number has just been declining. And if we're not careful, that, that it will become extinct and you will only have artists. You know, the art of songwriting, the art of just being able to write a melody or just being able to write a lyric and not necessarily going on stage will be gone. And so with NFTs and certainly with Kevin the Monkey, on every single song NFT that we sell, we will treat the master percentage the same as the songwriting percentage for the first time since streaming began. And we've been chatting to a lot of 
different Web3 music companies and a lot of Web3 music artists to try and set this precedent before the major record companies come in and start asking for uh, a a hugely outweighed percentage towards their, their master side. Because, because, and, and, and because we're right at the beginning of this, Kevin the Monkey is, the, is in the perfect position to, to make that stand. And with, with my connections with the Ivan Avellos um, and all of my kind of uh, uh, campaigning that I've done over the past few years, um, I'm ready to make quite a big splash about it when we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like... You know, on the face of Kevin the monkey, when you first cut, you know, come across him on on Twitter, you know, you see this cute little, cute little monkey um, avatar. But you know, the meaning and the movement behind what you guys have set out to achieve is is really disruptive. It's it's disruptive not only to the music industry, but using disruptive, very disruptive technology, um, as you know, to to go about it. So, yeah, it's um really cool what you guys are doing. Really, really impressive. So. I also I also looked so at the moment you're planning to pay sort of artists and songwriters as equal is that right? Yes, exactly. Amazing, amazing. And so at the moment then Kevin the Monkey he represents Monkey Spinning Monkeys and he is the face of it and he's the recording artist now of Monkey Spinning Monkeys. Moving forward then into the future, how does it work with perhaps new songwriters or, or new artists? How is Kevin's um, career? Is there obviously, Kevin's going to be managed by um, the NFT holders, but in terms of, I guess, the songwriters and the artists coming in who Kevin is the face of and who he represents, how are you guys as a project going on about onboarding those people? So we've just appointed a head of head of music to our project. She's called Jin Jin. She's from Manchester, and she has uh, herself written a majority of Jess Glynn's hits. She's written hits with David Guetta, Jax Jones, Clean Bandit. You know, she really is. She's probably one of the top or the top female songwriters in the UK, and she's joined our team to help help me put together writing camps, studio. Uh, sessions for Kevin the Monkey. We've actually just finished Kevin the Monkey's first singing single, okay. which I can't wait to share with you all. It's actually a cover that, that we're starting with, and it's a song called uh, called Born Free. That's a bit of a bit of alpha for everyone. Uh, <laughs> okay. It won an Oscar in 1966, and uh, it's all about there are no divisions between us, and it's all about becoming being free. And we felt like. As Kevin the Monkey's first single, it was very important that we that, that we release something that's that's just completely undivided and uh, and and for everybody. Um, but at the same time, we are uh, allowing kind of new songwriters to write songs for Kevin the Monkey in in the same kind of production vein. And the and the production vein at the moment is a little bit like Rex Orange County meets. Jungle Book meets Doja Cat for all intents and purposes. Okay. <laughs> so, um, and then, so you've got the songwriters, that makes sense. Um, yes. And then you're collaborating with, with um, Jin Jin, as you've mentioned. So mm. at the moment then, who's the voice? Like, who's the voice behind Kevin the, Kevin the Monkey? I, I'm not going to say okay. because, because it, that's, that, that's a secret for now. But okay. it's a beautiful story because, because he was... Yeah, yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to say anymore, no actually, problem. because I, I I feel like we should we should save that for for potentially after after we mint. 
if that's okay. No problem, no problem. I'm just trying to get my head around um, it because there's, there's a lot of there's a lot of elements to the project, and it, it's really interesting for me to sort of deep dive and explore with you guys because um, mm -hmm. yeah, it's uh, there's, there's a lot of different facets. So put actually, it this way, put it this way. He he's going to be the voice of Kevin the Monkey both live on every song. Um, and he will stay the same. So Kevin the Monkey will always have one voice, but he will collaborate with other artists. So it would be Kevin the Monkey and Jax Jones, or Kevin the Monkey and Muramasa, or Kevin the Monkey and and whoever. And we'll always be crediting all the artists and the songwriters uh, in the proper way. And Kevin the Monkey will be able to perform live. Um, in fact, I'm just about to make an announcement in our Discord that Kevin the Monkey's first live performance is going to be at Coco in London on the 18th of May uh, where he will be performing um, the first the first single um, so yeah really exciting times crazy and I love learning about this because yeah I've, I, like I say I've been thinking for a while that NFT music is going to come around in a big way and it's so it's so fascinating to learn you know how the mechanics of it and, and how you guys are going about achieving that um so I've, I've also seen that Kevin's going to have some some milestones some 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 goals um that relate to what I can see being a treasury so can you sort of touch on that and um sort of explain to our listeners um what that means and how that's going to work yeah, Ed, do you want to take this this one, mate? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so um, the intention is obviously we're trying to create this um, management structure for, um, for for Kevin, and this goes back into what I was saying about um, you know the the kind of the control of of um, of um, avatar um, artists, and so we were looking at ways that we could uh, really separate the kind of wheat from the chaff and and, and create a, a structure whereby we um, incentivize people to to hold their NFTs and to um, double down on the project. And so we came up with this, uh, this uh, burn mechanism whereby over time uh, we will collect money from the primary and secondary sales into the treasury um, and that will be kept. And when we hit certain milestones in Kevin's career, that could be you know his first play on Radio One, or uh, it could be a metaverse appearance, or you know we'll so and these are these are things that we will discuss uh, with the community, and you know we'll we'll set these as uh, as as part of our ongoing roadmap. We will use the money that we have uh, accumulated in the treasury uh, to buy back a supply of the um, of the existing Kevin NFTs, Genesis NFTs, and burn them, which will. Uh, reduce the supply and therefore increase the voting power of those who are continuing to hold. So over time, the supply will be squeezed, and this will mean that the uh, the, the voting power of those who you know remain engaged with the project increases and increases, which um, will in turn lead to you know to, to more ownership of you know Kevin as a, as a as a as a metaverse character. And so we're you know we're very focused on. This concept of of, um, of shared management or joint management, and initially it will be very much, you know, we'll, you know, we'll discuss with the community where we're going. We'll we'll make suggestions, and then we'll get people to vote on the suggestions. We'll keep it quite so simple to begin with, um, so people get a chance to um, get to grips with it. But over time, it will become more nuanced, and and as more and more opportunities um, arise, and it, we are starting off with a, you know, with a fully 2D character, um, as I was explained at length. You know, our um, 
aspirations for the character go much further than this. Um, and so we are in uncharted territory here, but that for me is very exciting. Um, and I do think that, um, uh, as I said earlier on this uh, recording, one of the areas that really does fascinate me is the um, is the, uh, the onset of, uh, of, you know, fully digital recording artists, influencers, and other celebrities, which are, you know, I think is going to be one of the, the biggest growth areas in these sort of early stages of the metaverse. Mm. Um, I think it's important to point out as well that unlike a lot of um, PFP collections, you know, if you buy a Bored Ape or a CryptoPunk or a clone, um, I consider those to be first-person PFPs. Mm-hmm. You assume their identity or they assume your identity and become synonymous with you. Kevin isn't that. Um, you are your buying into Kevin as a third person, um, as a third person avatar, um, as a third person, um, uh, you know, sort of di- digital, uh, digital personality. Um, and by holding one of those NFTs, you are holding a slice of, of, of him and everything that he represents moving forward. And so as over time, as we squeeze the supply of that, you know, that, uh, the, you know, the, the value of that will increase and the agency you have over his career will increase. Yep. Yep. Makes sense. And, I, and what I think is great is that, you know, utility NFTs are coming into play now. You see it more and more. You see access passes coming in, play to earn, you know, to try and differentiate um, roadmaps from the standard PFP. But um, what I love about Kevin the Monkey is it, it's so different what you're trying to achieve, but it's absolutely packed with utility. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, as Al said, you know, there's the, people, you, you look at a lot of roadmaps and, you know, they're, they're left quite open-ended, as is ours to some extent, but music offers infinite utility. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we can create, a, um, you know, a framework um, by way we, by which we can support singer-songwriters or songwriters and um, people trying to come into the, enter the music industry who might be bashing their heads against some of the the glass ceilings that are, you know are put in place by the, the gate these sort of traditional gatekeepers in the space? Um, I think that that's um, you know that's going to be a, um, a you know an interesting path to tread. Um, and yes, it will be disruptive, but that's the wonderful thing about the blockchain. It is really disruptive, and it will obviously upset some apple carts. But as the, the status quo has. Uh, the, the sort of stranglehold that the majors have had over the music industry has been, you know, significant over the last fifteen years. Um, and anything that can be done to disrupt that, I think, is 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 a, is a positive endeavour. Yeah, absolutely. And and it's it's only really, I think, in the last year, year and a half, and, and NFTs have kind of brought it and just showing how disruptive the blockchain is. Yes, before there was digital, you know, digitalized finance and. Um, store of value, um, you know, Bitcoin be decentralized. But now with NFTs, you know, we really are starting to see how uh, industries are going to be disrupted and turned on their heads. So I think um, one thing you mentioned, uh, Alistair, as well, or it could be a question for for Ed. You were talk, you mentioned about. Um, um, I think you mentioned about web web free streaming platforms, or I may have read that somewhere. Is you mentioned about Spotify, Apple Music? I'm going to be able to be streaming Kevin the Monkey's music. But are you going to incorporate web three streaming platforms? Is that is that something you're looking at? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, you know we're going to be we're going to be a lot of this is going to be trial and error because because we want to be by definition of web three, we want to be as collaborative as possible. So I was on the phone to Sound XYZ last week, Mint Songs, 
Sound Mint. Um, they've all got a theme. Um, and and yeah, I mean, look, um, who knows uh, where we'll be releasing these songs in Web3, but our community will be the first to know um, and will be the first to take first initiative. Just just earlier today, we've just announced a, a remix competition with Mint Songs. Um, if you head to their Twitter, you, you'll be able to see the details if anyone wants to, to enter. But basically, it's a remix competition uh, for for their community, our community, the wider community, to basically remix Monkey Spinning Monkeys and basically submit that to us and for a chance of, of, of being part of our remix NFT drops in the future. Uh, so things like that, you know, we are very, very open. We're talking to everyone in the space and, uh, yeah, everyone's a friend. Amazing, amazing. So, you know, it's, it's disruptive tech, disruptive movement, and you're really engaging the community in on, on your way in doing so as well just a question for you both now the world of web3 you know i'm i'm out here uh, providing i guess a, a media source for people like yourselves you know and i can vouch for the fact that things move very quickly and you can't really take your eye off the ball i can't begin to imagine what it must be like in the lead up to a mint you know everything that you have to get right i just wanted to explore i guess before we talk a little bit about about the the mint and how people can go about that yeah how have you found this this whole journey and process uh, up until this point uh, maybe alice you can start and then ed you could you could follow on i never imagined it to be like this <laughs> yeah um would be the first thing it's been it's been wonderful there have been huge highs there have been huge lows there have been you know, I've struggled with mental health during it quite, mm -hmm. quite, you know, for the first time in my life. Okay. However, we are so close now and we are at a point where, 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 you know, we can really see the light and we know that all the hard work that we put in um, might be shaping something for the future. And, and I think, you know, I've, I, I, I would never, ever regret this part of my life working with, with Ed, working with Ellie. Um, our amazing artist and uh, building a really, really skilled, incredible team in-house um, in the other songs has been something that I could never have dreamed of. So I've, uh, all in all, it's been an extraordinary process, um, something that's been, I've never worked harder in my life mm -hmm. um, and I just can't wait to, to share it with everyone. Amazing. Yeah, for me, um, I felt very much like Lloyd George at the end. Um, at the start of World War One, when in 1914 he said it'd be it'll be over by Christmas, <laughs> uh, we um, we sort of said that around uh, sort of October time, and here we are in you know in in, in mid April, um, but Rome was not built in a day, and a you know a quality project with quality art that hasn't just been sourced on Fiverr or Upwork, you know, and rushed out with profits in mind does take time. You know, it also takes time to build a community and to also to, you know, to put in place all of the kind of partnerships that's needed to really, um, you know, to, to, you know, give yourself the best chance for success. Um, so, yeah, it's been, it's been a very steep learning curve. I found the technical side of it fascinating. We've been very lucky to work with some excellent devs who've been enormously uh, open with sharing knowledge. And um, I've learned so much about smart contracts and how the, you know, the deployment of them works and we're constantly learning, um, learning on the job. On the sort of generative side of things, 
Um, it's been a pretty steep learning curve, but again, we've had you know we've had our hands held and we've been using some you know some quite robust tools that make life easy for ourselves or easier than they would be. So we, yeah, I think it's it's it has been a bit of a journey, but um, it's one I'm very glad to have been on. Um, and Al and his team have been fantastic at every stage along the way. So I'm just uh, just glad to be. Well, I'll be glad when I've had some sleep on Friday morning because I've got probably another 36 hours of, of, of looking at spreadsheets and scratching my head, um, just making sure that everything works out um, before we actually ship ship the stuff to IPFS. Yeah. So. Um, I think I think you can tell that we that we really care. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, it's uh, it's really honestly really really impressive, and you guys are doing a, a, a great job as well as the wider team and network that are supporting you guys. And yeah, so just um, keep at it. I would say the end is near, but no, it's the the journey's just beginning for you. But uh, I'm sure all the hard work uh, is is going to pay off for for launch day. So you know, big big kudos to you guys. And one thing I'd like to say as well is, you know, I've I look at a lot of NFT projects, and I also look at a lot of um, NFT websites. Um, so just on, I'm, I'm sat here on uh, Kevin the Monkey website now, which for listeners out there is kevinthemonkey.io. Um, super, super impressive website, guys. It's simple. It's clean. You know, I just think you've covered everything off, um, that people would want to know. And I also love how you've actually towards the end of the bottom, given people some information about, you know, what is an NFT? What, why Ethereum? What is MetaMask, et cetera? Because music is, um, music can spread so fast, right? And I think it's going to touch, I think Kevin the Monkey will touch a lot of people within the web two space as well. And I think the the way that you've presented Kevin the Monkey is gonna help Web two people on board um, to the journey of what you guys are doing um, easier than a lot of other projects might be doing. So you know, big kudos. Um, it looks absolutely great. The artwork looks fantastic. So yeah, congrats. Thank on you. That. Thank you so much. That was uh, yeah. You don't need to say all that. Uh, there are lots of other good projects. We really yeah. Thank you so much. Um, I really appreciate you uh, you having us on. No problem. So before you go, let's talk a little bit about the mint. When when's pre-sale? When's public sale? How can the community mint? Um, and how can people keep up with you guys? Shall I take this out? Go. So we're we're minting next Tuesday the nineteenth um, at six pm UTC for pre-sale. That we're we're doing uh, a lot of. Um, whitelist giveaways with with other projects so just keep an eye out on our twitter you know if you if you are um, interested in, in in getting a allow list or pre-sale and then the, the public mint is 24 hours later at 6 p.m utc on wednesday the 20th so that is almost exactly a week today and in the meantime uh we're doing amas every night at 6 p.m bst on our discord so if you've been listening in and uh, you know, would like to to you know to ask us some more questions, or you go away and have a think about things and scratch your head and go, "Well, what about this?" Then that's a good place to find us. We're in Discord a lot. My sister, who's done all the art, if you've got questions about the artwork, um, she lives in Discord when she's not um, on her computer finishing the art. But the art is actually now at about twelve hours away from being locked off, so she will have some time on her hands. So yeah, pop on it, pop on our Discord and uh kevin the monkey and uh, and come say hi amazing guys just before you go um i did promise because i'd agreed with a member of your team that we we're doing a giveaway for the allow list and i did promise um, anyone who attends uh there will be one uh one allow list given away on the spaces 
So um, unless you guys would like to nominate somebody, I can go ahead and go ahead and pick, or do you want to pick from the, the listeners? I think you'll go ahead and pick. I don't. I don't want. Um, I feel. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't want to be. Uh, I don't want anyone to feel left out. So. Uh, so yeah, you go for it. Okay. Well, I know a guy who's been um, tweeting this uh, spaces today. So let us know if you already have um, an allow list, Kevin the Monkey. But I'm going to pick um, Godzilla Mode dot ETH um, as the winner. But guys, um, there's plenty more opportunities to win we are doing a giveaway so make sure you um you check us out on twitter this podcast will be going out very shortly because i know that it's quite time sensitive um with the mint so this will be getting um, edited up and sent out but guys honestly i know we're coming up to nearly an hour now so i really appreciate your time um you're obviously very dedicated um and diligent founders of kevin the monkey Uh, i think it's going to go a long way so honestly thanks thanks for your time thank you so much really really appreciate it it's been an absolute pleasure thank you so much for having us And good luck with your podcast. Thank you. See you later. See ya. Bye. Thanks, everyone. Bye.